Alright, how we doing everybody? I'm your host Will Reddington and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Our show is brought to you by Vegas Live 365. If you are looking for a way to bet on sports from the comfort of your own home, if you're tired of driving across the bridge, Vegas 365 is your spot. Message me, Will Reddington 4 on Twitter if you want to get set up, whether you bet $5 or $5,000 every single week. Vegas 365 has you covered. Our show is also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy Sports. Use promo code RED with two Ds for a $20 deposit bonus on any deposit, $20 or more. Thrive has awesome NFL contests rolling each weekend. You could win up to $10,000. And of course, we are also brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. O'Shea's Irish Pub, as concerts and events start to return to the KFC Yum Center, there's no spot more equipped to give you the best pregame or the best postgame you could ever ask for than O'Shea's Irish Pub, downtown 123 Main Street. Very easy to remember. All right, let's get it going. Right, Red Talk, we are back. AB Austin Bickett is here. The NBA Finals are rolling along. That means we have, at a maximum, four games left until there is no basketball until November. Can't help but think about that. But the Celtics are up 2-1. Relatively surprising. I felt like everybody was liking what the Warriors were doing out there. Moving, fluid like water. Can anybody beat them? And uh, the Celtics just look like the much better team. How's it been going, man? What's up, man? I haven't seen you in a while. It's been a, yeah, sorry. It's been a tough few weeks yeah. not seeing you all the time. Ah, no. Kyle Larson will do that to you. <laughs> that was. I think it was last time we hung out. That was one of the funniest things I've ever experienced. Yeah, we're not going to talk about NASCAR on today's okay, show. Yeah, maybe at the end. I don't think anybody. If, if you aren't there, you don't get it. But it was maybe the funniest ex- expression I've ever seen on somebody's face. <laughs> all right, whatever. Yeah, NBA Finals though. Yeah, uh, I mean, coming into it, I kind of, I kind of liked the Warriors because just because not even just of the the talent on the teams, just the experience level. Um, you saw in Game One, Tatum and Brown started off really slow. Obviously, Brown found it, and the Celtics ended up with that crazy comeback. But about half, like three quarters into the um, in Game One, you're like, okay, Steph Curry's the best player on the court, and then like maybe the next four are Celtics. Uh, Clay Thompson is just not. What, what he was he still shows flashes he had a pretty good game three actually but game two was miserable um game one wasn't good so i mean you go curry number one tatum and smart uh brown are clearly two and three like without a controversy and then i think smart is probably number four um i mean i, I don't rob williams when he plays like he did last night changes everything so um, you you don't you just have no clue what you're going to get from Draymond or Clay at this point. Curry's going to be great, but I think it's pretty clear the Celtics are the better team. That doesn't mean they're going to win, but I, I I think you can watch the games and be like, okay, this team is way deeper, way better, way more tested. If you just look at who these teams played to get here, so yeah, I do. I mean, it's bailout now. They're up two one, but I do think the Celtics are going to finish this off. I, I don't think it's going to be like a 4-1 series. I expect the Warriors to win game four, and then I think the Celtics win the next two. But, yeah, uh, it's it's been 
I'm not going to say it's been a great finals, but there's there's been points in the second half where the game was close, which is really all we can ask for in these playoffs because every game is a blowout. Yeah, it is. And I, I do find myself watching the final so far and being like, okay, these are probably the two best teams, which is always nice in any sport. You know, we saw that in the Super Bowl with the Rams and Bengals. It's really nice to see the two clear yeah. best teams Clearly. get uh, to the last game. Just to that point, I, th- I think the, the Bucks are better than both these teams if they're healthy, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the Bucks matter. aren't healthy, though. Yeah, you know, injury, you injuries, are, injuries are a factor every year. Uh, so. You're right, though, and the Suns apparently all had COVID and played, so yeah, something to think about. Now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fair. It <laughs> makes sense. from the league. Why are they playing? Yeah, I mean, they, they that should have been announced to the public for sure. Like, hey, we're going to lose by 30 tonight, just so you all know. <laughs> I think the Celtics are so much better defensively than the Warriors. It seems like they play harder, and that could have been a home court thing, recency bias. But you're right about the top 10 players in the series. Who do they lie with? And I think the Celtics have seven or eight of them. But for the Warriors to not win their good clay game, and maybe that keeps going, but clay was really bad in game two. The Warriors still had no problem. They rolled. Last night, he was making everything. He did look like the old version of himself. He still can't really guard anybody, but they needed to win that game and I do think they have like a early season Atlanta Hawks problem right now where they have like too many guys you see Gary Payton Iguodala Otto Porter they all come back for this series that's great it's the finals everybody's got to suit up whether you're hurt or not and I don't really know that Steve Kerr knows who to have out there because he's got so many different bodies to throw out there Gary Payton looked great in game two I thought he kind of changed the game he hit a three a ton of energy defensively he's a guy that can match up with Tatum Brown smart all those guys he only played 11 minutes last night and I think it's because they went with that ultra more size I mean, the Celtics are playing Grant Williams Robert Williams uh Al Horford all together which is crazy I think the Celtics just have more things they can throw at you size wise scoring wise and the Warriors are just relying on these miracle deep threes from two or three players and I just don't think it's sustainable the Celtics are definitely the safer bet yeah it definitely feels like Kerr has really no clue who to have out there I mean obviously the big three are going to be on the court Draymond gives you 34 minutes last night with two four and three and uh just it it looked like he was affected by the crowd which I was kind of surprised me just because you know he's been he's been the most hated player on this Warriors team for this whole dynasty and he's been in the most hostile of environments and he last night was probably his worst playoff game ever and he fouled us out um but it, yeah it looks like Kerr just doesn't really know where to go with pool looks like he's not exactly ready for the moment which is understandable they have these two young guys moody and kuminga who basically can't play in this series like that i'm sure they're going to be really good players in the future but right now they're just clearly not ready for this uh he's even throwing guys like Belinka out there just trying to find something I'm not Uh, sure I understand that though you know like from like say that game four in Dallas right where they like they basically forfeited which is another thing they should have to tell us before the game starts and they're like hey instead of Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole you guys are going to get Kaminga Moody and Damian Lee all night let's see how it goes yeah I thought Moody and Kaminga showed flashes in that game. And Moody's played a lot in the playoffs so far. And a lot for him means like 10 to 15 minutes or yeah, so. And now he's playing zero unless it's a blowout late. It's Same like, for what Kaminga. Is, uh, what, what do you lose, really, if you go with two young bodies that can maybe match up with Brown, Tatum, give him some hard fouls versus Otto Porter and the ghost of Andre Iguodala out there who they played in game one and we haven't seen him again. I don't think we'll see him yeah, again. He had, he had two minutes last night, but also it came when the— it came when I think when Draymond got his fifth foul with like eight or nine minutes left, and they just needed somebody to cut down two minutes of time. But yeah, I, I mean, I think depth is the biggest issue. The Celtics are probably the deepest team in the NBA. Um, 
they they have guys like Grant Williams. Derek White has been great these playoffs. Yeah. Um, Peyton Pritchard, it seems like he like just doesn't miss shots. I mean, if he's if it seems like every three he takes goes in somehow. And then uh, the Warriors aren't going to be able to even make this a series if they're not getting good Jordan Poole and and slash or good Clay Thompson. You know Curry's going to have his 25 to 35 every single game. They're not going to be able to stop him, but they don't need to as long as they can limit these other guys because they just don't. You never thought you'd say this about the Warriors a couple years ago. They just don't have like the consistent scoring options to keep up with this Celtics team that when the bench comes in, you still got guys that can score 10 to 15 points on any given night, and the Warriors just don't have that right now. Yeah, they don't. It's it's really weird. It's almost like they need Kevin Durant. Like if they had yeah, Kevin Durant, looks like they do. a lot of these problems wouldn't exist, and that was the big thing. We don't need Kevin Durant. I think that's what Draymond Green said to him in the huddle. We don't even need you. Draymond Green, like you said, big two points last night. He did have more fouls than he had points, rebounds, and assists, all separately, of course. Uh, horrendous game. But, yeah, he's averaging 1.24 points given up on defense per possession as the primary defender. That's the worst of his playoff career outside of 2013-14 when he's just getting started. And that's a problem. They moved him to Jalen. Uh, they moved him on to Jalen Brown in Game 2. It looked like it kind of worked. Jalen Brown had that crazy first quarter in Game 2. He hits those the quick threes. He has like nine in the first quarter and then eight the rest of the game. Draymond Green did a lot of that, and last night it just didn't work. But why would it work? Draymond Green is not fast enough. He doesn't get off the ground like these young Celtics players. And when they get that momentum rolling, when the Warriors cut it to five on that Steph Curry kind of phantom kick my legs out and won three, it it worries you if you like the Celtics because you're like, okay, that's our best punch. We've given it to them all night. They're still right here. They're not even playing well. They're just throwing up threes. And then what? Smart had to hit a three to make it 95-93 or something. The Warriors actually took, yeah, the, they took lead the lead yeah. in the like 90s. Late in the third quarter. And you still leave that game. You go to sleep and you wake up thinking, oh, yeah, the Celtics are just way better. Like that that was almost an easy win for the Celtics. The, the logic behind it of, as a fan is very odd. Well, the thing with the Celtics is, and we saw it in the Heat series too, and they lost that game six and another game against the Bucks when Smart had those. They just have so many careless turnovers. I don't know if that's them just being so young or they don't really like Smart. And, Smart and White are kind of like their only like real ball handlers. And Smart, we all know we've seen Smart Marcus Smart play for eight years now. Like he's going to have moments where he makes the wrong decision or like, what do you, what was that? What are you doing there? So yeah. And uh, the, the Warriors are going to play smarter. They've, Obviously, the most experienced team. This Celtics team is all so young still, but uh, they're definitely more talented. Uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed last game or last night how uh, the Warriors, when the Warriors took the lead, I'm like, oh my God, the Celtics are going to somehow lose this game and it's all going to be downhill from here. But they responded pretty easily after that, and I, I really didn't know if they would coming off a, a seven point possession. You don't see that every night. But yeah, uh, like I said, the Clay or Poole is going to have to put up 20 plus every game for them to have a chance yeah which they're capable of but yeah, if the celtics sure. are going to find a way to hunt steph curry or jordan Poole on every possession it's it's working as well as what the mavericks did to chris paul where they they send that ball screen the warriors are going to switch those guard to guard switches but it's it's not the same like tatum puts curry on his back and it looks like He's going nowhere. You're almost yelling at him to kick it out. And then he has those abnormal layups where he kind of dumps it into the basket. And it's like the easiest bucket ever. I, I don't know what the Warriors can do to change this, but it does feel like they are a guy short, a guy away. I think Wiggins has obviously proven he's belonged. Clay, even at where he's at now, he's still somebody you'd like to have on your team. 
Curry, obviously, and Poole is capable, but it, Draymond Green giving you that little, uh, the weird way they use Kevon Looney and uh, this this bench who has six or seven guys who have shown flashes. I don't think Kerr knows who to put out there. I, I would be surprised if this series got to six games at this point. I do think the Celtics are going to win game four. The spread is four right now, minus 175 on the money line. I know it's kind of been the thing of the playoffs when these two teams are pretty even, where you kind of go back and forth. I I really think the Celtics go up 3-1. I think the Warriors get one more just because of you know, Steph and their experience, and the Celtics do play very sloppy, like more often than not. Uh, I think they're. I think the Warriors are going to win um, Friday night, and then I think Celtics win the last two. But I mean, you never know. These teams are are even when they're both playing really well. Uh, obviously, we both think that Celtics are more talented, but I'm not going to count out Steph Curry until he's until the other team has won four games. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's fair. Let's do some uh, let's do some prop talk here. You know, it's it's super popular now. They have more things available wager wise than ever. You found the best kept secret in the world, and it's Marcus Smart over three yeah, and a half it rebounds. Is. It, it they make they make the line the same exact thing every game. Sometimes there's a little more juice on it than not, but it did go up to four once on my side at least. But yeah, he we we kind of discovered this during the uh, the Kyle Larson <laughs> debacle same night. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm on this Marcus Smart. He, he goes over it every time. It's three and a half every single time. His last last ten games, seven. He actually lost it game two. He only had two. Then he had five, nine, four, five, four, nine, seven, five, four. He's gone over it every single game this playoffs except for two. It's the same exact line every single night. That is, it's the best prop going. Yeah, it's the best kept secret in uh, sports wagering. I'd say I. Um... It, it makes sense too because he's always out there. Like it, yeah, he's that, always crashing the glass. He's defensive player of the year. I mean, he's always involved in all the, all the stuff going on under the rim. And that's why it didn't hit game two is because he he just wasn't out there. He didn't play as much. He only paid, played twenty five minutes. But something interesting with him that I noticed last night. It looked like he had had a conversation with the coach. I mean, we've been watching the Celtics all year. He's been known to let it fly. Uh, he is not he afraid to shoot the ball. Uh, he was eight to one to have 20 points in the game last night. He ends up with 24. And last night he was really reluctant to shoot the ball from deep. He was 0 for one all the way into I think when he hit the three to put him back up uh, late in the third quarter. And he ends up being three for eight. Then he starts letting him fly. But it's almost like the coach had a conversation with him like, hey, we don't need you to shoot 10 threes every game, which is a fair thing for a coach in the NBA to say to Marcus Smart, but he's doing all the right things out there. And I think he's been the difference in the series. When you get to a point where you're like, yeah, I'd rather have Marcus Smart than Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole right now. I don't think we would have said that a couple weeks ago. No, for sure. I mean, obviously these guys have achieved more in their career. They're three-time champions, all that, but I mean, Marcus Smart just does everything, and he will he will have the the bad game. I mean, we saw that Bucks game down the stretch where he had the the block shot turnover and then the steal turnover that basically lost them that game. And it kind of was like, whoa, are the Celtics going to lose this series without Middleton because of that one swing? But yeah, Mar- to me, Marcus Smart is clearly the the fourth best player on the court for either of these teams. Both these teams combined, uh, he he just does everything. He controls the game. He is the defensive player of the year for a reason. It's very difficult for a guard to win that. I think he's like the first guard since Michael Jordan or something to win that award. Been a long time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm definitely taking Smart over this current version of Clay. I mean, maybe 
everything is so hard to judge right now because the NBA has basically squeezed three seasons into like two years because yeah. of all this COVID stuff. I mean, they had the the month off or the two months off and the bubble. Then they had a shortened season. Then they had a quicker start. Like these guys haven't had a regular off season. And then coming from uh, from Clay's perspective, who suffered an Achilles tear and an ACL tear within like like 14 months of each other or something. I mean, that his body's just got to be completely done for. So I'm not going to say that Clay can't get back to what he was a couple years ago with a, a, re- a regular offseason, some rest, and some recovery. But right now, I think I think it's clear the Celtics have three of the best four players in the series, and then their role players are playing better. I mean, Robert Williams completely dominated the game. You look at the box score, it's not like he had like a, a 2015 game or anything like that. But if you actually watch the game, I mean, he's contesting every shot. He's getting all the loose balls. He's on the ground all the time. And he's not 100% either. But, yeah, this Celtics team, I mean, they're just one of the tougher teams I can remember of the recent years that you saw their record is like 10-0 and off a loss, in the or 9-0 and now, I think, in the playoffs off a loss or whatever it is. They, they just don't. They don't back down. They don't quit. They're going to fight every single possession. It's insane the turnaround they've had since February when they were like barely in the playoff picture. Yeah, yeah. 500, like right around plus 8,000 to win the title. And yeah. people are talking about it's time for Brown and Tatum to break up and all that. So. It's crazy, but they are, I mean, they're just one of the toughest teams I can remember. Yeah, and that, that's what kind of makes it a cool championship story. They are totally the modern version of what we thought Paul George and Kawhi Leonard would be with the Los Angeles Clippers. They are really, really fun to watch. They play hard. They're likable guys. I think Tatum has become less likable after all this Kobe Bryant stuff. But, uh, you know, if he wins the title and he's on the cover of 2K, the kids are going to love him forever. And he's on his way. Rob Williams, though, the Time Lord. He could barely walk for what, like the last three weeks? And it seemed like that three-day break between all these games had really helped him. That goes away now. The next game is on Friday night at 8.30. That's a good time uh, spot. Glad yeah. we finally get it. I'm glad we finally get a, a Friday or Saturday night game in these finals. Man, I'm so excited that that game is Friday night at 8.30. I can't stop thinking about it. But... Tom Lord, you know, he's got less of a break. We'll see if he's as effective. It did look like he was close to 80, 90% last game. And uh, the Warriors, like, I don't know. I don't I don't feel like they're hurt. They have a ton of guys. Like, it, it doesn't, it, you wouldn't think it would affect them. But I, I tell you what, I hate Draymond Green, but he does seem to be really important to this series. If I feel he's like gonna, we're going to get a big Draymond Green game Friday. Not like 30 points or nothing. Like, I just feel like he's going to be involved in every play. Getting teed up everywhere. It's kind of like game uh, two was. I would be furious if that happens. I really cannot stand that, man. I don't think anybody can outside of maybe Warriors fans. Yeah, and I don't understand that even. He's just such a mean guy. He's just, he's, he's just a, a clown. And can we, oh my, his, the first thing I saw when I woke up this day was his wife posting that. And I got so triggered. That uh, The video of the fan yelling at LeBron Yeah, and the Clay, Clay Thompson. That's like, what started that whole meme of the, the 3-1. Yeah. When LeBron laughs at him, he's like, Clay said, you got your feelings hurt. But yeah, it's just hilarious. I mean, every single one of the, you experience this on a regular season game. Like you're going to have people yelling. It might not be the whole crowd chanting, but you're going to have people yelling like, you know, you like you're, you're a bum. You're every time you walk on or off the court when you're in the NBA and you're like a, especially when you play the way that Draymond does, he invites it onto himself. He's played the villain role his entire career. And it's, and I mean, Boston's already known for being like the most hostile fan base. And when you feed into that, I don't know what you expect. Yeah. 
game two, he was talking after every single play. He, he talking to everybody, yeah. the refs, the Celtics players, even the coach. There's that video of Udoka calling him a, a and then a and you can very clearly read his lips. He took the mask down. To took play. the mask off to verbally assault him. Uh, good, good uh, mask etiquette going on in this series, by the way. Yeah, too. I mean, these, these, really coaches, these coaches really will wear their themselves. masks. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's good to see. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's going to continue to be a fun series. Obviously, these lines are going to stay close. I uh, would expect the Warriors. It are uh, this is a two-two, one-one, one-on-one type deal, right? It's not still the yeah, two, three, you, yeah, two. like ten, like five or ten years ago, they had the two-three-two, and it was horrendous. If you stole one game on the road in game one or two, you had three straight home games. It was yeah. I don't know how or why they ever did that. Especially when then they I guess if you get to game jets. six or se- yeah, when you get to game six or seven, I'm like okay, you got two chances to close this out at home. Just a horrendous format overall for everyone involved. Yeah, so pretty sure that's done. But uh, yeah, important to note. But yeah, I I think it's going to be fun. I think the Warriors are going to be favored by three or four at home, and we're going to continue to see that style of a line. Basically, pick a winner and. Yeah, I mean, we're we're Marcus Smart rebound guys. It just uh, it's just yeah, what we have become. Easy. It's weird that he probably won't hit the rest of the series. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Marcus Smart three three pointers uh, guy. You like to th- you like to throw both of them in there. Yeah, I like to just stick with the rebounds. You know, it's just a wild ride when it happens. It's yeah, he had he hit what all three in the fourth quarter last night. Uh, he he hit shot one like... at the very end of oh, the yeah. third quarter, and then he had yeah, the that bank one in, and yeah. then he shot the miracle half court one that Ooh, almost that went going. in. Yeah. That would have been quite a moment. Then he missed about three wide open ones Dude, that's yeah. what he did in um in game seven, seven against the yeah. heat he's, it's like in the fourth quarter it's either, i gotta get up 10 threes now yeah i, I like his attitude you know he's like we're trying to put the game away he's, like, he's, he, he says i'm him i'm him yeah. and we're going Sometimes to win or lose and it's going to be my fault either way it's uh it's good to see uh let's see a little bit of time we, we got some hockey rolling on the avalanche are in the final we got rangers lightning game five tonight do you see anybody beating yeah, the yeah. avalanche the avalanche have looked as tough as anybody the one thing that they haven't really had is the like the goaltending like yeah. their 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 goalie is known to give up goals and the lightning rangers you're seeing totals like five or five and a half every game like yeah it's going to be regardless of who wins and i, I still am not doubting the lightning considering they're back-to-back cup champions and just got off the mat down 2-0 but regardless of who wins it's going to be completely different styles uh it'll be interesting to see what the totals are and how the games go but i mean the avalanche should be favored over either either of these teams they look like a wagon yeah, and the Avalanche have kind of gotten off the hump. They've been one of the best three teams in the NHL for the last four or five years, and they, they just couldn't seem to get past the second round. And now not only have they done that, they've gotten all the way to the finals, some would say rather easily after sweeping the Oilers. Very easily, yeah, that I, was rather easily. I think that was a surprise. But, yeah, the two goalies, it's it's not even close. Whether we see the Avalanche go up against Igor from the Rangers or Vavileski from the Lightning, Vavileski is one of the best goalies of all time, and Igor is kind of the future of the NHL in the net. And uh, the Avalanche just don't have that. Uh, Kemper, I think his name is. Uh, he he just like they they give up four, and it doesn't even matter though because of yeah, how dynamic like seven <laughs> McKinnon is. But I tell you what, that Kadri in- injury right in the middle. He's kind of the quarterback of their entire team. Him him going out is a, is a problem. He he was the main reason they beat the St. Louis Blues and they moved on. He's the second best player on that team. And uh, it's a thumb injury, which you're thinking, okay, wrap that bad boy up. It's the finals. Yeah. 
But uh, thumbs probably like snapped in half. They announced him out for the rest of the Oilers series. Obviously, that only went for one more game. It's a dirty play from Evander Kane that got him in this situation. But if he comes back and is sixty percent, that makes a really big deal for the Avalanche. But no matter what, it's going to be a really fun series because, like you said, the contrasting styles, the the seven and a half total goals versus the the five even. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get. I keep getting really tempted into these Lightning Rangers overs, and it like never works out. So, yeah, like oh five, I just need it to be two two, and then I got to push at least. Yeah, <laughs> I always convince myself if it's like if it's an odd number, I'm like oh, I just need them to be tied, and then I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I at least getting a push, free free push. <laughs> Igor lost that game three at the buzzer, and he stood on his head. He had forty nine saves or something like that. But what that Lightning that. have with Kucherov. I love hockey. Yeah, I love and, hockey uh, phrases. It's Stamkos, yeah. <laughs> it, it pucks ten. in deep. Pucks yeah. in deep shots on goal. That lightning combination, if the Avalanche don't have Kadri and it is the lightning, you have Stamkos and Kucherov who have done it over and over again together. Pat Maroon in the middle as well. It's it's going to be tough to to beat them, especially when they've been there, done that. They seem to be playing with so much less pressure. They're down 2-0. In the series, they're down 2-0 in Game 3, and it, it doesn't seem to matter. This, this game night's going to be really interesting. Uh, I have absolutely no idea who's going to win. But uh, I, I, I like all three of the teams left. Uh, the Rangers, that Panarin guy, I'm a big fan of his. He's he's awesome. Well, you know it's, what they say be fun. in this, uh, this Lightning Rangers game? Series doesn't start till a road team wins a game, so series hasn't even started yet. Yeah, they say that. That's what the Hurricanes said the whole time and then they, <laughs> they got, got absolutely blasted. slaughtered yeah because yeah. we were feeling pretty rangerous uh, i was <laughs> i don't think you were yeah i was not yeah you gotta i didn't think the series was ever gonna start yeah, i'm not feeling very rangerous today i also don't feel like i've been struck by lightning i kind of just want to get off work uh, uh let's see what else uh, uh golf golf war uh any oh, thoughts major golf yeah war. major golf war uh, uh, so I, I reached out to you yesterday because yeah, you know i, I tried I, to keep it a little, little bit I've been keeping it up a little bit with it. I, I figured they were getting more money. I, I was like, obviously, I, I know why people are mad that they're they're taking these uh these spots. But I reached out to you. I was like, well, like how much more money is this? And you you told me it was a ridiculous amount more. So I, I get why people are mad. Uh, I also want everyone to know that if they were in the same situation to do the same job for twenty times the salary, I don't care who owns the company. You are also going to take that job. So. I mean, it sucks for the PGA Tour, and hopefully they can uh, find a way to combat this because I really don't want the PGA Tour to become, like, three good guys and a bunch of people that are, like, probably not good enough to be there, but they're there because no one else is. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy right now. I hope this is, like, kind of, like, the peak of it and we don't see all these other really good golfers take the take the money. But, I, I mean, I, I, I know why they're taking – I would – I'm not going to say I wouldn't do the same thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot to unpack. Uh, I'll, I'll try to try to hit all the spots here. So um, I'm not really smart. I don't know if you all know that about me. I'm not like the smartest guy. I'm not a very diplomatic. I got no idea what's going on. Uh, long story short, apparently Saudi Arabia is like a really bad country. Uh, yeah, not great. I've heard that they not like great people going over funded there. 9/11. That doesn't sound good. Um, can't be proven. Can't be disputed. Yeah, no idea. No idea. That's just what I'm reading about all these people that hate this uh, live golf league. But anyway, uh, Dustin Johnson, for example, if he wins the RBC Canadian Open or whatever this weekend, if he's still on the PGA Tour, he's not. He went to Saudi Arabia, by the way. If he's still there and he wins a tournament, boom, $8 million. Paulina Gretzky's really happy. They're moving on the next tournament the next week. It's cool. I like how the PGA Tour does different event every single week, somewhere cool. 
I enjoy watching it. Saudi Arabia, they're going to be all around the world. This first event's in London. There is actually a United States-based event coming up in their season. I'm not sure where exactly it is. But they signed Dustin Johnson 100, for $150 million like he was Patrick Mahomes. Like a salary. Yeah. yeah, and that's just for showing up. Showing up with it with all his golf gear and hitting the ball. And it, it's, that's all he had to do. He can come in last. It doesn't matter. $150 million for signing on and, and doing this in, entire tour with him. That... I can see where a golfer would be like, you know what, if I'm top five in my profession and golf is really popular, why shouldn't I get compensated like a top five MLB, NHL, NFL player? Why do I have to prove it every single week? How is there just no base for me? Another really interesting thing about it, the majors are not owned by the PGA Tour. It's a really important fact uh, with this whole thing. These guys can all still play in the Masters, the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, the British Open. They they can all still play in it because they're owned by the USGA and not the PGA Tour. It's such an odd dynamic, and it ties the PGA Tour's hands because it, it would be like the NFL or the MLB like not owning their playoffs, not owning yeah. their biggest moments, selling it out. It, it I, I don't understand how it got like that or why it has always been this way but it it makes it really hard for the pga tour unless they ban them from these events which apparently presents a ton of different legal issues one important thing to look out for that they haven't announced yet is whether they're going to give out world golf ranking points at these liv events they haven't made a judgment on that yet and that's really important because all those guys you have to qualify for a major or have won it before in some cases so dustin johnson phil mickelson doesn't really affect them a guy like taylor gooch though one of the nice young players on tour that just took all this money to go to saudi arabia that's a huge factor for him if he just gets no golf ranking points at all he's not going to be able to play in the majors and that that would obviously help their case but there is a lot going on here I would assume they're not going to give out points. Well, they the PGA Tour, you get points for that. And obviously, like the Corn Ferry, the minor league golf-style tournaments, you get points for that. And there's also a Euro Tour where uh, uh, players go back and forth a lot. Uh, Matt Wallace, Sergio Garcia, you'll catch them playing like the cooler events on the European side versus maybe doing something in the United States they've done hundreds of times. And they do get points for that. Uh, they, there's obviously not like this beef between the Euro Tour and the PGA Tour, but that's been a thing for a long time. Uh, Sergio took the money. It is funny how every golfer that went over there is like a villain. Like they, they all outside of the guys who aren't known yet, who are now villains, but you got Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, Dustin Johnson. These guys are Ian Poulter. They're like universally hated, like almost all of them. Yeah. They were like already the least favorite golfers before they took the money. Yeah. It's like a demographic. Like you absolutely did it. They, they do shotgun starts with uh, the Live Golf Tour, and that means that they start every single hole. It's like you're playing a golf scramble. Somebody's starting on hole five, somebody's starting on hole six, and it, it one, keeps the coverage, boom, boom, boom. You're always watching somebody hit a golf shot. Uh, it, I would imagine it makes it harder to follow from like a checking scores perspective. Is my guy through four or five? What does this even mean? Uh, it is a team style, which is really cool for the Ryder Cup. I don't know how it works here. Uh, Sergio's the captain of Team Fireball. I guess that's my team. That's your squad. Uh, ridiculous name for a professional golf tour name or professional golf team. But it is it like these golfers that have been asked questions about Saudi Arabia and how they treat uh, women, uh, homosexual people. They do not have an answer for it. And it's, it's hard to watch them kind of squirm on the stand there. But you look at the World Cup, it's in Qatar. Uh, Qatar, by the way, not a great country. Uh, you can read about Qatar. They're not much better than Saudi Arabia. A lot of yeah, really bad read, stuff going on there. Just read about the construction of the stadiums. Nobody's 
<laughs> boycott in the World Cup. You know? Yeah, I'll be I'll be tuned in. Yeah, every 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 game. Yeah. During football season, it's gonna be a little tricky. Hopefully, uh, I think they'll all be like early morning games though, like before football starts, so it might just be the best ever. Yeah, I think November twenty first is our, our first World Cup match. But yeah. I know we play uh we play England on Black Friday. That's gonna be awesome. Oh my god, that's so intense. Right England's during like, nice. all like the football rivalry games. Yeah, that's we're gonna uh, beat him pretty easily though. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think that's gonna happen. But uh, the it, this is gonna be a one or two year process, if if not longer, depending on how this golf league succeeds. I don't know how they're gonna turn a profit necessarily. They're not on TV right now. Uh, it's broadcast on, on YouTube. YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, YouTube all day. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they can break that barrier, get a TV deal. Uh, if not, though, uh, looking at how the PGA Tour has compensated players, you win a tournament, you get $8, $10 million or whatever. That's awesome. But if they're paying all these guys out of pocket a ton of money to uh, jump ship and come over there, how are they going to produce the revenue to make it worth their while? Or are they just going to throw money away to say that they did? I, th I think that's going to be the most interesting storyline over the next year, year and a half. Yeah, um, I, it'll be interesting to see if any tv station picks this up yeah like just goes rogue because i mean like people would watch absolutely I'd watch just to see what like what it, what the i mostly want to see like different the difference between like what's going on over there and what's going on like i'm not a huge golf watcher i'll usually watch i'll usually lock in sundays if it's like uh close at the top or if it's a major i watch like obviously more than just on like sunday at the last round but uh, i would watch I think I would watch that over like a normal PGA event just to see like the coverage and this team stuff going on and like what all is so different and like the fans over there. But yeah, I, it's, it's messy. And I can't imagine this happening like in any other league. Like if Saudi Arabia started a football league and was given people like quarterbacks, like 300 million to go over there. Yeah. It, it, it works almost because it's golf because it's such yeah, an individual like type deal. One guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's a, it's a good point. You would imagine that a, t a TV company would eventually jump on it. Uh, should it work out? Another thing to look out for. Yeah. Uh, well, fan <laughs> FanDuel uh, is partnered with the PGA tour, I, I guess to some extent. And so is DraftKings. So they didn't offer odds on the uh, live tour week one. I did see that they were available on uh, like some offshore books I was trying to read up about it a little bit but it, that is another interesting factoid it's like well, what does that aspect look like because that's why a lot of people watch golf especially like if you have somebody to top 20 you're tuned in all sunday yeah. and uh you know if you don't have that you could care less and the team aspect of it like do you have to take a team to win i, I don't know I, I went and looked this morning like did they end up I'm putting sure it on there yeah, I, I'm. People will pick it up. Maybe not FanDuel or DraftKings, but like all the books in Vegas will probably offer this. And I'm sure that'll be there'll be like um, team odds and then also like individual odds as well, which is kind of cool. Like, yeah, even if your guy's not in first, like your team, you got like multiple golfers you can root for. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, crazy times though. I mean, uh, I, I guess this was bound to happen eventually. That's what a lot of the golfers that have gone over there have said in press conferences, like the way PGA Tour has done it for a long time. They they make the PGA Tour seem a little bit like the NCAA, and it's obviously yeah, not like that they bad. Try to control everything and like restrict and income and stuff like take that. in most of the the money basically. But I mean, they offered Tiger eight hundred fifty million to go over there. They're not going to stop. There was a promo video this morning that had he's uh, a better man than me. Had Matty uh, Wolf. <laughs> and uh Bubba Wallace in there and uh had who? Uh Matty Wolf, Matthew Wolf, uh a, a good young golfer out there. I uh but yeah, Bubba Wallace, Matty Wolf both in there. 
and they have not announced that they are going over there, but they're in their promo video, so they're probably going to. And what did uh, you see today uh, what's going on like the RBC Classic or something? Yeah, on right now, there the ESPN. I guess they didn't upgrade it. They had the graphic, and Dustin Johnson was on it, like on ESPN, like watch now, and it was a big picture of like Dustin Johnson and yeah. Roy McIlroy, like. <laughs> So, I mean, obviously, that person in that graphics department did not <laughs> change his graphic after the news broke. Yeah, no, uh, which is which is fair. I mean, this all basically happened this week. But, yeah, I mean, Dustin Johnson's obviously the biggest name over there. Phil Mickelson, Sergio Garcia, guys that are kind of past their prime, obviously, but still big names, big villains in the golf community. And it, it'll just be interesting to see where this goes from here. Uh, you obviously have guys like Kepka, Cam Smith, Rory McIlroy, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick that are still loyal to the PGA Tour as of now but if those checks keep getting bigger and this league continues to grow which i don't think it's going to i don't think the revenue is going to match but who knows who knows how much money these saudi arabian people have to to throw at these guys and if they even care maybe it means everything to them i was under the impression at first that all these tournaments were going to be in saudi arabia at like all these sick golf courses they had made and they were going to be in that country yeah. the whole time but now yeah, that too. i know they're around the world it, uh, that makes it it'll be kind of cool yeah, it'll be crazy to see how the event here goes, like, fan base-wise. Yeah. I don't know where it is, but... I know. I wonder where it is. I kind of want to pull up on. to it. I'm going to try to... Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... What if it's, like, Valhalla? That would be sick. It probably... Uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, Live Golf Tour Event United States. I know there's a United States-based event. Oh, it's going to be hard to find. There's so many articles at the top just about yeah. all these people leaving and stuff. Yeah, it's a crazy time in the uh, in the golf community, and there is not a ton of those. No, it's not. This is like one of the bigger golf stories ever. Well, they tried to do that Super League, and that got cut out pretty quick. Yeah. And then they basically Immediately. did it anyway, uh, just called it something different and used a insanely corrupt and problematic government and country to do so. Oh, there's one at the end of June in... Portland. Nice. That's close. I assume they're talking a, about like Portland here in Louisville. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot in America. Like major, uh, there's one in Miami, one in Boston, one in Chicago, oh one God. in New Jersey. Yeah. I'm seeing six over the next five months. That's crazy. America. Well, you think those courses would be catching heat, right? Yeah. For like hosting them. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is at Pumpkin Ridge in Portland, Oregon on June 30th. They asked uh, Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter if they would play in a tournament that Vladimir Putin hosted. Like if there was any, oh, yeah, if there was any that. line was drawn, and they, like the, yeah, their faces the line? were. Yeah, that was a hilarious clip. Good question by that guy. Yeah, yeah, creative reporters out there. God, I mean, I'd like to see Draymond Green get a, get a few of those guys in there. The reporters with Draymond did a good job last night, though. So not, nothing bad to say about them. They were they were kind of mean to him, which I like seeing. Uh, let's see. Anything else we got? Oh, uh, what are we? What are we watching right now? You do. A little, did you are finish? You caught up. Stranger, caught up on Stranger Things. Yeah, I finished it. Me too. Okay. Can we talk about it? <laughs> right, yeah, everybody, cut it off if uh, you haven't yeah, finished haven't Stranger Things yet. yet. But let's. Uh... Vecna. Vecna's the bad guy. AKA number one, like 11 is 11. Yeah, this is number one. Vecna's been doing it and now he's some old molded monster and he's pissed off. He's got claws. He's got a scary voice. Max. 
<laughs> so he's a problem. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with him. We got, what, like three and a half hours left of showtime. They're going to make us wait a month yep. for it. But it, July 1st. Those kids, there's not a lot of chilling in this show. You know, like there's not a lot of let's all hang out and we're not in danger. Usually about 30 minutes of episode one. And that's all you get. Yeah, um, I thought I thought this season was just really well done. I like that um, they're all split up. I, they kind of did that last season, like not everybody's together. And then, you know, I'm sure in the finale, like, you know, Hopper will be back. Joyce will be back. They'll somehow going to escape that Russian prison. And uh, Mike and Jonathan are pulling up on their way from Cali right now. I had a little pit stop in uh, Salt Lake to see Susie. But uh, that, that twist in Episode 7, I think that's the coolest thing they've ever done. I am mad at myself for not seeing it coming. I kept saying that dude was number one, but I thought that was Brenner's son. I was a little bit off, mm. but that, that that was crazy. I like how it was the whole episode, like in the background, just him explaining it and showing what happened and all that. So yeah. I thought that, I thought that was awesome. Um, I love shows usually don't get me with twists because I'm always like ready for it. So I'm always like pointing out all possible like theories. And, right. You know, like, this is going to happen. This is like, I'll, I'll be right nine times, but I'll hit one and be like, Oh, I, see, obviously I knew that was going to happen. So I was disappointed that I didn't see and those kids. I don't know if that was like CGI or what, but the little kid actually looks just like him, like in hindsight. Yeah, I know. Like it's, it's, it's like, how did I miss that? They look exactly alike. Right. And like the young 11, the way they've done that too. Like, I mean, I yeah. can't imagine they've had that film that whole time, obviously, like since she was the original 11 with the, the buzz cut. And- oh yeah, for sure. That's all. I mean, that's definitely CGI, but I didn't, like I didn't know if that little kid, the boy, was like a real actor or that was like edited because they they have like the same chin. Like you can now that you know, it's like you, you can't unsee it. Like how did I miss that? Yeah, crazy timeline. And I I do like how they've uh, kind of made these kids growing up part of the story. You know, like they're in high school now. Like once the season started and you understood where they were, what they're doing, it didn't seem weird that they were obviously way yeah, older. Let me let me point out the the thing that. I hated the most about this season. Okay. And it, it comes in the first 20 minutes of the season. It's not the Rasta man? No, Argyle? No. He's he's a goon. But the fact that Lucas goes from this nerdy little kid to hitting the game-winning shot Ridiculous. in the championship. The fact that he would even be in the rotation Makes no of sense. a state championship as a freshman on varsity. Yeah. And then he, one guy gets hurt. And he just passes all these other gentlemen who are like six eight yeah. to come in. Uh, uh, he's like, he's the only one on the team that looks like a freshman. Everyone else is like a grown ass man with like a beard and like six six. Like, all right, one man down, Lucas, you're in. And he come in, he's fucking dropping dimes, he's making plays. I tell you what, in the right spot, basketball <laughs> ridiculous. scenes were atrocious in this show. Why can why can no show get it right? It's uh, it's nuts. I I actually I, I want to say that you know another Netflix show. I thought the thirteen reasons why football scenes were all right. Uh, I feel like football is basketball should be easier to simulate euphoria's football scenes were okay uh, they weren't great actually like now that yeah you're right though like it, it should be way easier and it's like the 80s so i it's guess like everything the, should look choppier and whatnot yeah. but it's it's atrocious well, ron rosillo said that every there should be one guy in hollywood that's just like the basketball guy and he should get like the bag to be in every basketball scene to like simulate what's going on like, like bad that's, job that's his job yeah, like yeah that, that is his job to no he's like the point guard oh okay like his job is to like act in basketball scene yeah like, but but it wasn't even i mean the basketball like the the actual basketball was bad but you know it was the 80s everybody kind of sucked a bunch of plumbers and people out there but the fact that the fact that lucas came in 
that made that triggered me. I saw it coming too. I was like, yeah, you know he's going to Lucas is going to hit the game winning shot. Yeah, yeah, you know he's going to hit the game winning shot. But at least at least it was off like a like a rebound, like fight for the ball. I thought they were going to like just kick to him. Like hey, freshman that's six inches shorter than everyone that plays Dungeons and Dragons on the weekend, go ahead and bang this for us. Yeah, club hellfire from downtown. Yeah, it, yeah, that I mean that triggered. I was like, oh my god, this season is going to be horrific yeah. if this is what we're doing. I thought the same thing. It, it was pretty bad, uh, horrific basketball scene, and I was kind of watching like, oh, it's the eighties. I guess they just look different. Um, but at the same time, it's like, hey, we just watched Winning Time with the Lakers, and yeah, that, I mean, was, that, was, that was in the eighties. Yeah. They made that look pretty cool, and they made incredibly it eighties like, incredibly and, done. Um, choreography in that show absolutely yeah but obviously that's the nba it's a little different but yeah atrocious scene and then you see the thing he's like yeah we're number eight for kobe like dude you can't even dribble in real life lucas what are you talking about he's played in the uh celeb game a couple times no way not is he kind of not the worst player out there okay yeah, Machine Gun Kelly is atrocious out there in those celebrity yeah, games. Most most players are in that. Yeah, but he, he looks like he is. He's played a little basketball. Yeah, that celebrity. He's definitely not hitting the game winning shot in the champ as a freshman. Yeah, that celebrity All Star game is just taking a big downhill turn since we left the little Bow Wow, little Romeo one v one duels. Yeah, which is Jake a bummer. Ball used to hoop in it. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Hopper is just still in Russia. He's screwed, but he reunited with Joyce. They hugged, you know, that was kind of nice. I just don't know how they're going to get from Russia back to the United States with just three and a half hours left. I'm sure they are, but I don't really understand that. And who's, uh, who's the dude with the glasses that Joyce was with all season, the karate black belt guy. I don't even know his name. Nobody knows his name. I was talking about this at work. Nobody's got a clue what his name name is. He is nice out there. Absolute hero. Hilarious character. Big fan of his. Yeah, he's a he's a great character. Um, I'm really glad they brought him back last season after the season two is when he made his debut. I was so mad when Yuri had betrayed him. I was like, we finally escaped. I thought we were going to get back to Hawkins, you know? Yeah. Nah, you we'll knew Yuri up. was going to do that. He was just that kind of guy eating peanut butter all the cool. time. I thought what he was a weirdo. Chill, dude, just trying to make some peanut butter money. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't care for Yuri and obviously that was the correct move. Um what do we think about uh Nancy's romantic life? This is uh you No know, I think I see where this is going and I promise I will not watch season five. I think this and this season ends with Steve sacrificing himself for Nancy or for the kids and dying. They're setting it up so easily for Steve to die. There, there is probably going to be a death of a main character because that is something we've seen. Steve, Steve and Dustin carry this show. Yeah, they, like so easy. Steve is such a dog. Like, uh, love Steve. Cannot have the show without Steve. But with Hopper dying last season and then being alive, like that, that was a big moment, obviously. And they, yeah. they obviously nullified that, which I think we're fine with now. But yeah, if Steve dies, it's going to be an issue because it's really cool so far how the show has in season one, right? Steve is this cool douchebag, jock, you know, like he, yeah. Nancy's way too like nice, too good for him. Steve doesn't care. He's just too cool for school. And she ends up with Jonathan, which was nice at the time. But now Jonathan is like, obviously not giving her what she needs, stoner. <laughs> not pulling up, you know, getting stoned all the time with his yeah, Rasta friend. And uh, now Steve seems like the better option. So I do like the kind of circle of life there. Steve's obviously learned a lot, become infinitely more likable since episode one, season one. And I I hope Nancy ends up with Steve. I, I just want Steve to live. And the only thing that gives me hope is that I did not know this when the season was premiering, that there's going to be a season five. I thought this was it. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that the writers are like, okay, 
this is a huge show. Like, obviously, we can af- afford to lose characters, but Steve and Dustin are the fan favorites. Like, if they kill him in season five, it'd be a little less painful. But right. if we have to watch a whole extra season without Steve. I will be just devastated. Yeah. He is my favorite character by far. One of my favorite characters in any show that I've watched. The, just the back and forth with him and Dustin is so funny. and It made last season, it, for sure. It is setting him up so bad. He gets bit by those bats, and then um, Robin is like, oh, is he going to have rabies or something? And then... You know, you see at the end of episode seven, Nancy is getting caught by Vecna, like in the trance or whatever. I know it's coming and I don't, I'm going to be so mad. All right. Sorry. I'd take a quick break there. Austin's going to hunger strike. If Steve dies, I hope Steve (laughs) gets uh, back with Nancy. Uh, Lucas is bad at basketball. Uh, What are we, what are we thinking about Mike and 11? Are you giving their chances at love? I don't know, man. They're like 12 years old. They're not 12 I don't know. anymore. Yeah, they're like 20. It's so funny that Will is like the youngest one in real life, and he has like the deepest grown man beast. voice, and he's like 6'6", just towering over Kind of jacked as well. They made zero appearance in episode 7. Nobody, they're just driving across the, driving across the country. Yeah, with dead beasts. Like people weren't chasing them with guns. Yeah. With dead beasts, now they buried dead beasts. Oh God, I forgot they buried dead beasts. By the way, that dude's uh, the dude's name with Joyce is um, Murray. Murray, okay. Murray Bauman. Yeah, we like Murray. Okay, yeah, Murray's awesome. a beast. Yeah. Murray is a beast, not as much as dead beasts. What do they call him in the? Uh, what do they call like hero? <laughs> they call him something before they bury him. I don't know. Yeah, they call him like hero, cop guy <laughs> or something. I don't, I don't remember that part. I guess I was too busy getting ready to watch Moon Knight. That show sucks. This <laughs> free game into to watch the Moon Knight worst show it's ever ever been on TV. Yeah, it's just horrendous. Uh, uh yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to. Uh, Max obviously almost dying. That was uh, that was pretty cool. Kind of like the landmark moment of the season. If you yeah, that was for sure like the most popular scene. Yeah, when she's trapped and they're playing. I guess music just stops this man. I mean, yeah, that's kind of. No, kind I, of a I, don't, cop out. I don't think it stops the man. It's like it's like me when you play a little Eminem. It like brings the like, yeah it breaks your the brain other up. person to life. But uh, they stopped him once, and now he just can't go after Max anymore. Oh, she keeps that. She keeps them things on her. Those headphones. Yeah, she's never not listening. Seems like they should all be doing Kate that. Bush running up that road, yeah. running up that hill. It seems like everyone aware of the problem should be walking around with the headphones on. Yeah, with, just their, in with case. their favorite song. Like, if Nancy had them, we wouldn't be in this current situation. Everybody locked in like they're walking into an NBA game, just beats on. So they're going to save. So Nancy is obviously, when we last left, in his little spell or whatever. Yeah. Huge, because we get the the huge reveal of the entire season. Very important. Um, but when they go into her room, Robin picks up all of her cassettes. I was like, I can't believe you listened to this. And puts them in her purse. So Robin is going to save the day because she has all of her cassettes. Robin, kind of a factor. Is kind Nancy of. gonna end up with Robin? No, I don't think I don't think Nancy swings that way. You weren't even thinking about that though. I, I did consider it when she like fell or something and Nancy or she was like looking at Nancy like she totally wanted to date her. Dude, that would be a curveball. I think Robin's down for that. I don't think I don't think Nancy. I don't think that's really something Nancy agrees with. Something to think about, though. We're all caught up in this Steve or Jonathan thing, and it, it could no, easily I mean, be Robin this whole time. Jonathan's gonna pull up from California after three days on the road and see all this sexual tension in Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna argue. We're gonna waste ten minutes on that probably. 
Uh, Jonathan beat his ass in season one. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. Steve's like one in four in five. Yeah, but Steve's been that getting, one last season. Steve gets more reps yeah, in though. He's ready to go. It's kind of him now. Yeah, he's him. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope these uh there's another another fan theory that uh Steve is going to turn into the season five villain because he got bit by those bats. Oh, that'd be crazy. And he he's gonna be like a possessed go like, like Billy upside Billy down style. monster. Yeah, except more powerful because he's way cooler than Billy. Yeah, I don't know. Billy was kind of cool. He like smoked those cigarettes all slow, and all the hot moms couldn't couldn't believe it. Yeah, he was totally about to bone Nancy Wheeler. Yeah, he was, and then she got scared and remembered she was married. Like status, to, Mike status to is the such a king bitch. of the season, Ted. <laughs> that dude sucks. Ted is such a beast. He's so funny. He's like, should we arrest these kids? Because his kids weren't there. <laughs> and they're sitting in the like I think you should arrest all these kids. Like neither of your kids are here. You're like, oh. Everything he says is absolutely hilarious. Ted is a monster. One of my favorite characters on the show. That's one of the most insane takes I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. He has like six lines and they're always just always like hilarious. Monotone negative. Yeah. <laughs> Hates his life. I, I literally one day I'm gonna grow up to be just like Ted. Yeah, I think most most men grow up to be like it. Yeah, I, I look forward to it. I, I like Ted. I think Ted has a cool life. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So, looking forward, what do what are you thinking here? How do you think this ends? You've had. Well, a few I theories. already said that I think Steve is going to die Steven's protecting in the bad Nancy guy. or the kids. Well, he would still be I, in I, I season five, right? You know, if he died. Yeah, that's that's like a loophole around like both. Like yeah. he dies, but he's also right. in the next season collecting those checks and being on the screen. So I don't know how they top this villain though. Like it feels like the villain has gone up every, every like, season. Yeah. First it was just Demogorgons and then it was the mind flayer and then it was like the mind flayer again. Yeah. But like bigger and now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a bigger mind flayer that takes over the mall. And now it's like Vecna number, literally number one. Like I, I don't know how a they, bigger Vecna. <laughs> yeah. It's mega Vecna. Yeah. Just Dr. Brenner. <laughs> 11. Kind of slept on, and he's alive too, as well. Yeah, yeah. That's like his neck snapped in season one. Yeah, he's just the, good. Though. The only thing like more hilarious than him being alive is Ward being alive and and Outer Banks. That's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, I've been watching Shield. Ward's a factor. I was like Ward. Wait, but yeah, no, that Ward that right there. When he that's the most. I've never audibly laughed more watching a show than when Ward walked out of the it's boat. Supposed to like, be oh my. a dramatic turn with Sarah Cameron like sees her dad, and you're just yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> this is a joke. <laughs> this show sucks. I'd rather die than live with that. You the boat flips over, and then they just both have life jackets on. Loads. Yeah, yeah, it shows awesome. I can't Hilarious. wait for it to come Hilarious back. Show. <laughs> Amando Bacon and see. I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, They're gonna be hilarious. Yeah, uh, people's. But yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty funny that Brenner stole. Yeah, as well. Uh, yeah, nobody's gonna die, man. It's uh, well, I guess somebody's gonna die. Yeah, and I, it's gonna be Steve. Maybe, maybe it'll be Jonathan. That'd be sick. Yeah, and Jonathan's got all like the real world drug problems. They probably aren't like looking yeah, forward to relying on him get murdered. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it, just in terms of like relying on him to I don't know keep it together, stay out of jail for another two years. Uh, but it feels. It feels like a main character is going to die, and it feels like he is the most expendable. Uh, absolutely, that is not, not even yeah, no argument there. Yeah, no question. But it's like, and if it was like, if it was one of the kids, I feel like it would be Will or Mike. Yeah, which would suck. Lucas. But Lucas is a hoop star. Yeah, yeah, they can't they can't go without him. Especially can't kill him. He's going to the league. Yeah, he's moving into his sophomore year. He's probably going to be given one given the motivational speeches. 
It's six inches shorter than everybody else in the court. Yeah. He was like battling in the post. Yeah, doing whatever it took. <laughs> Against like a seven two. Doing the little things. I like that Eddie guy. I think I hated him at first. Yeah, He's okay. I, I don't see. I don't see Eddie surviving this. Yeah, we we definitely need. I can. All, I can see. Also see him. I can see him going out like a hero too because he has that scene where he's like, every time a problem comes up in my life, I just run. Oh yeah, now he's gonna. And like, does he really seem like somebody we need in season? Kind of like, like, uh, like he gives you he's... Theon vibes, right? That's what Theon used to do, and then Theon this whole... goes and takes on the Night King one v one. Yeah, this whole season has been kind of Game of Thronesy. Like the Vecna is like literally the Night yeah. King, and it feels like there might be like an army of everyone he's killed right. fighting. Because like, who's gonna be fighting? Just him? Like an army of demogorgons? We've seen that way too many yeah, times. Yeah, he's got his little like trophies all hung up on the tree. Yeah, but he's only killed like four people on camera, so I don't really know what's going. on. Yeah, but I mean, this dude's clearly been doing this for a while. Yeah, what was my guy doing from when he was a child? Or there was like a, a long gap. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I guess it's only since uh, the night 11 escaped. I guess it's only been like three years, three or four years, but like he's only killed three. He didn't do anything for three years and then he started killing people. I did like the storyline about how like they made you feel like it was that dude in jail with no eyes and then it ended up being his son and they kind of wrapped that all together. Stranger Things does a good job of like not wasting a ton of our time. Like everything seems to matter. Yeah, every, yeah, everything is pretty important. I would agree with that. Yeah. A lot of shows. And it's crazy because of these run times. Like the last episode is going to be two, like literally longer than a Marvel movie, like two hours and thirty minutes. I'm sure there's a, the creators are like there's, there's a stretch of an hour and twenty five minutes where it's like nonstop action, like a I guess like a big fight, like in like Game of Thrones, the the Battle of Winterfell. So that is going to be crazy. I wish it dropped on a a Saturday and not a Friday or a Sunday because I gotta wait until post 5 p.m. and i'm not sure i'm gonna do that yeah it's gonna be tough i'm still gonna take that whole weekend off though and grind it out just like i did this last time are you caught up on barry i am just watched the last two episodes today so bill Hader does that podcast i was talking about and he said that this last episode of barry is the most intense wildest thing they have ever done like not that hasn't come yeah, out yet the finale coming up this week said to buckle yeah, up episodes Episode seven was crazy, and I don't think Bill Hader says like two words. He didn't talk the whole, the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good show. I hate. I don't even know her name. Sally, the blonde girl. I hate Sally. She's pretty hateable. I think she's like meant to be hateable though. Yeah, like especially after that that outrage she just had. But uh, what a what a horrendous character. Everything she does, yeah, it sucks pretty bad. Yeah, I can see Barry ended up killing her, but I don't. I don't think we're gonna get there. It's it that I guess uh, that's a show that sucks. That Fugues is alive, minutes. huh? Yeah, and they only do like eight episodes a season, yeah. and they just took three years off between seasons. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. But that's still 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is very good. Yeah. Awesome show. I just wish it was long. I wish it was an hour, an episode. Even 43, like that that classic, yeah. like, you know, primetime like spot where you got like commercials. An hour, but on TV. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. Uh, yeah, Fuchs is alive, I guess. Just shot straight in the chest, and now he's... Shot and laid there for two days, and he's alive. Now he's looking for revenge. And uh, Janice's dad is in there. Ah, uh, God, what's he been in? The actor that plays Janice's dad. He's so familiar. Prison Break. I don't know if you've seen that, yeah. but he's a Lechero in Prison oh, Break. Oh, my God. Yeah, I swear. I, I think it's more than that, too. But, yeah. He's, he's in a lot of stuff. That dude's a beast. Yeah, that's what I, that's what, that's every time I see him, I'm like, Lechero. Yeah. Uh, God, Prison He's like a main role in that show. Prison Break's awesome. Awesome show. Season three, worst season, though, the one that he's in. Yeah. When they're in Sona. 
Oh my season god. Season four gets ridiculous too. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like running around trying to collect like chips. Really after season two, it's like just a drastic yeah. kill off. Season one season one of that is still probably my favorite yeah, season of any it's, show. Uh, like it is insane. Top tier for sure. It's incredible. When they're getting out of there and it's the band of misfits. Oh my god. Yeah, Absolutely incredible. I know, I know that you I've always said that you really identify as like Teabag. Uh, teabag, great character. Yeah. I just uh <laughs> No, that's your dog. Yeah. You you told me like off camera, like if you could be one character it'd be teabag. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a big fan of like taking the most hateable person on the show and just being like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm really liking Vecna so far. Uh, I think he's gotten misunderstood. Hope he wins. That that actor that plays him is a really good actor. I can't believe of all the things in that show, he's not CGI'd. What do you mean? Like Vecna as a whole. Like it seems like it would be easier for him to just be CGI'd, but instead he's just like a real dude with all that stuff really on him. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of CGI in it. Yeah, I mean, if he's floating and shit, but like when he's just there, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's him. I was like, what are you talking about? You think Vecna's a real guy? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Walking around out there getting cash and checks for acting yeah, jobs? Yeah, you could run into him. Yeah. Don't want to do that. He puts his whole costume on. They also said that um, there's going to be a time jump between season four and season five. Probably. I don't know what that like. Like, are they going to be twenty one? Like smacking liquor? Probably. They're already doing weed. Because I think I think what happened was they started filming season four, and then obviously COVID and everything slowed everything down. So these kids aged like three years in between the last like year. Like it's a year in Hawkins time, but it's like three. It was like three years in real life. So now they're like, okay, season five, these kids have to be like eighteen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's up. because they're twenty in real life. Yeah, like they're only going to age more. Yeah, if if they're not even older, I mean, Nancy and Steve might have kids by then, or Nancy and Robin may have adopted a kid. We are the world. It might not. It might not matter for Steve. I hate to tell you, man. I'm gonna be so man's going pissed down off to the night Steve game. is cooked. It, I'm telling you, they're. I mean, we've seen a ton of shows in our life. They are setting this up so perfectly for him to go down. Yeah, that would really bum me out. He's awesome. Let's hope that it's Jonathan. You seen all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Ah, no. Maybe like the first two, but it's been 15 years. Okay, cool. I won't spoil the last one for you then. I just, I finally finished my five movie excursion where I finally watched well, the most recent one. Is Johnny Depp only in like... No, he's in all of them. Okay. So we... I was, looking at his, I was looking at his wiki when all that... Yeah. went down and it said he was only in like three the first nah, three. he's in five the first one is the curse of the black pearl uh him and barbosa kind of going one v one and then davy jones has back-to-back -back movies with the tentacles um that that beast he's in two and three and then four is blackbeard and penelope cruz who is hot and then uh the fifth one like will turner's son is a factor and will turner's davy jones now and it's it's just insane it's like watching aquaman uh not great. Sick reference with Amber Heard and all yeah, that. Yeah, no, not even on purpose either. Like almost half the movie's underwater. But yeah, I would uh, <laughs> I, I would check it out. It's still an incredible ride. And now that Johnny Depp um, has uh, thrown his gloves on and beat the case, he will probably be in the sixth one. I don't know. He said he he would never do that, but yeah, he's Jack Sparrow though. He's always trying to yeah. It, it's super lame when they make movies without like the guy. Yeah, apparently Doesn't like Margo, Robbie, Roby supposed to. She's just in everything. Yeah, supposed now. to take a spot if he's not. But yeah, sounds horrendous. Yeah, Will Turner's nothing against son Turner personally, is a but grown ass man now, Henry. So don't be surprised if he's a factor out there for the rest of the time. I'll check him out. I'm about to be on a real slow pace of having nothing to watch now that all these shows that I'm have caught up Disney on. Disney Plus, you'll really enjoy most of it. Yeah, as soon as I finish Moon Knight, I'll slide Dude, over. Dude, it. yeah, it's gonna be tough because Moon Knight is hard to pay attention to. 
Is he Steven? Is he Mark? I don't know, but he sucks. Yeah, all the, I mean, the Marvel series have been, they haven't all been bad. I really enjoyed Loki. Ever since Shield, man, it's just been a decline. Yeah. It's been tough. Damn, Richard, Daredevil is the best Marvel series. Yeah, you're out of your mind. And it's coming back. You're out of your mind. Shield is incredible. Doing the rewatch of Shield took a little break today because my girlfriend just cannot keep up with how quickly I can throw Shield back. I have that problem too. Usually not with shield. Ordered though. a bomber jacket that says shield and has the shield logo on it. So I'm basically like an agent. Yeah. yeah you're really cool, bro. Dude, I'll be wearing that <laughs> everywhere. Is that the, the agent of shield guy? That's all he talks about. Yeah, no, it, it really is. I, I'm always looking for a way to work some shield into a conversation. If you wanted to start a podcast that had, like your goal was to have zero listeners, you should do Asian of Shield. You're, you're out of your mind. That would be a smash hit. The only thing holding me back is because I don't do enough Shield. <laughs> All right, man. That sounds terrible. Yeah, you're not gonna be the co-host. You don't even care about the Please Shield. Please God, I watched one season. And I was like, this is the worst thing Marvel has ever yeah, made. You should look up the Rotten Tomatoes on Shield. <laughs> Four seasons with a hundred percent. Yeah, but that they just hired that's a perfect game. Oh, last thing. Did you watch The Hustle? Movie? No, not yet. Great movie. I'll tune in. Once I finish Moon Knight, I got, I got to see how it ends. Okay, so so probably never. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, all right, yeah, that wraps it up. We we covered a lot today. Yeah, we went hard. A lot to cover. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's big. All right, well, I guess I'm going to... Get off here and edit and do some push-ups. Get ready to throw some axes. <laughs> you got a big weekend. He'll rest up. Yeah, bro. dude. Thanks, man. Uh, let me know how all the awesome sports are. <laughs> I'll be live texting you. Throw. All right. Thanks a lot. I'll be throwing axes. <laughs> okay. All right. TTYL. TTYL.